That was literally verbal diarrhea. I'm setting the bar awfully low. Titus O'Neil keeps running directly into that bar. Get him off my TV. Get him off my TV. You make me very angry. The man who has a better IQ than you, the awe-inspiring JC. You should go work for WWE because you'd be so up far up Vince's No, butt. no, no, no. Oh, you are no, such no, a no, sucker. No, no, no. You are. You defend everything, all the bad moves they make. This is the Chopper Knocker Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the latest edition of the Jobberknocker Podcast. As always, it's Nestlemania alongside for the ride as a man that always looks good in a toga, but not necessarily a broga, JC. Broga, 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 broga. We're going to get to that Nestlemania because I just realized looking at this shit, there's a lot of stuff we have to get to this week. Elimination Chamber for Saturday. We hit a little bit on uh, the, uh, the big NXT card tonight. We'll hit on that again. We have AEW, we have Raw, we have SmackDown, as you mentioned. We have... Uh, Spoiler, that's uh, WWE posted themselves for SmackDown on Friday. We can talk about later. We have returns. We have comebacks. We have hopes for Nestlemania. About an hour and a half ago, before we recorded, the internet was broken once again by the great Cody Rhodes. As a statement was put out by AEW that Cody and Brandy were done with AEW, and then Cody himself, through his Twitter account, which is currently called AEW Community Outreach, also put out a statement. Uh, saying that they are done as well. They did not renew their contract. They could not come to terms of a new deal. So Nestlemania, Cody Rhodes and Brandy Rhodes are officially free agents. I don't believe it. I, there's, there's, a part, <laughs> there's a part of me that just doesn't believe it. I don't care what anybody says. You can sit there and tell me blah, blah, blah. But there's way too much stock in the big show or whatever, the go big show, the reality show, uh, the amount of the kissing ass that they both do to each other. I, you know, I just... I. I think that here's my thought process, and I'm sure you can be the more intellectual of the two. But here's how I look at it: you can you can you can always go back to the WWE. I get it, you know, like they'll welcome him with open arms, and I'll I'll shit a brick if he does it. But it, like, what do people out there think, right? Like, what do you as a as a fan are you excited to see him in WWE? Because I feel like I wouldn't want to see him in the WWE now if he goes the Drew McIntyre route and goes to like Ring of Honor, uh, New Japan. It goes, he already said all that, though. But right, right. I mean, like, I, I don't necessarily think him going to the WWE is a good idea. So, like, when I look at this, it makes absolutely no sense to me, JC. Absolutely no sense. I'm curious how you feel about it. Well, that's why I'm here in WrestleMania because I want to say this before I get into what I actually think is going to happen is that Cody, since he has made the decision to leave WWE, and even, like, that was the first pillar for him, he's always kind of been ahead of the game and understanding, like, okay, I think I've done what I can do here. Now it's time to do something else. Because he little that money in the bank that we talked about, what's his moment? He was about to win. Sandow pushed him off. Sandow ended up winning it. And from then, Cody realized, that, like, Vince will never see me as a world champion if I just stay here. I can sign a 20-year extension, be here forever with the Rhodes name, probably have 8,000 Intercontinental and Tag Team Reign, always have a spot on the card. But Cody's like, you know what? I want to bet on myself. And so he did. He went on and he became, like, the first, he went everywhere. He won championships everywhere. He did this and that. But then he was like, you know what? I want to do something new again. And that's without, there would be no AEW without Cody Rhodes. He was, I think, the biggest pillar of all those pillars when everything came together to create what they made. 
I thought he was one of him and Jericho were the two most important pieces in my opinion. Um, and he literally, he helped build that company from the ground up. If you look at the people in AEW who are succeeding, all of them have worked with Cody Rhodes on camera or behind the scenes. He has set them up. That's pretty much what we've seen Cody for the last year, year and a half is working with the younger talent. Yeah. He's had like 80,000 TNT championship reigns, but Cody's kind of, you could make the argument that he's done. If he's not going to go for the world championship, he's kind of done everything he could possibly do in AEW. Like there's always obviously more to do. There's always more people to put over more good matches to have. But to me, I always looked at Cody's career as that it, it was going to be a circus. He was eventually going to come back to WWE. You mentioned Drew McIntyre. You can mention the gender Mahals, the ones who leave and then become a world champion. Cody's a much bigger name now than when he left. He is that star power player where there's an opportunity where, yeah, he could become a world championship champion in WWE. And maybe that's what he wants. I, there's probably still 15% of me like you that thinks like, yeah, this could be a big work. Cause you know, they could rework the contract. He could come in and then maybe now with the new language in his contract and get a, uh, an AEW championship opportunity since his last one didn't. But I also think that we might have like a little lull here of like no Cody Rhodes because just remember, they just, they had their family started. It's weird because Brandy seems like she's just started wrestling again and that she's more ready to do stuff. But maybe there's like a short period of time where Cody's, we know he's banged up. Maybe he takes some time off and then either comes back to AEW or maybe comes back to WWE. And I was thinking, I was like, oh, he'd be a really cool night after WrestleMania guy. But then my wheels started spinning even more with all this Shane McMahon drama. It's like, well, if Shane was allegedly really going to be in that big of a spot at WrestleMania, like it makes sense that we have these stone cold rumors and these Cody rumors because they got to replace that. And then instantly what came in my head, it was like, if KO teasing the Houston and the, or the, excuse me, the Dallas and Texas stuff that he was teasing earlier leads in a different direction. Seth Rollins doesn't really have anything at WrestleMania unless if they do like Seth uh, Bobby or something. Seth Rollins and Cody Rhodes WrestleMania. That would be very interesting, I think. And I think that would be a match that I think both of them would be for. I think the WWE Universe would be for, especially with like the transition we've kind of seen with Seth's character. They could either, they could make Cody a heel. They could make him a baby. It, it would just be, that was, that is a matchup that instantly came to my mind is that if he does go to WWE, I'd be interested in that. Personally, what I think, I think he really is a free agent. Like I said, I think it's going to be a little lull. I do think he's going to go to the WWE. I really do. I'm beginning to think that. Um, you could convince me though on anything because I think there's so many possibilities here, which is cool, but that's why Cody has been so successful in his career is because when he thinks he's at the end of the line of something, he does something else. Or this could literally be like, maybe it's a pause in his AW because he knows all this shit and he'd come back to it and whenever, like, and come back and he'll, he'll be fresh again because he took time off. So I just think it's, it's interesting. It obviously has taken the wrestling world by storm. The timing of it is interesting. Uh, it's it's not uh, they're crowning the Dusty Cup winner tonight, so people are like, oh my God, Cody's gonna run NXT. I don't think that's gonna happen, but uh, you never know. But I I just I think it's exciting because you know me as a Cody guy, I love Cody, but also like this when this happens with wrestlers, it's just so fascinating that, and I think a lot of people have brought this up on Twitter, which has been good. It's been like if you were trying to name the people, the first like major star who went from AEW to WWE. I don't think Cody Rhodes would have been on top of anyone's list for that. So it's kind of crazy that he really could be the one. I just, I, as much as you laid that out and it made perfect sense to me as, as a human being, there is a bigger part of me that just goes, you're fucking, you're out of your mind. Because the way I look at it like this, right? Like they had that interview and again, you can, you can convince anybody of anything. I think if you have a strong enough conviction, but he, he said something like, 
oh, you're not just going to turn heel, Cody. Like, no, we're, we're doing a more, you know, sophisticated, far superior kind of storyline here. And I, and that always harks back to me. It was like a couple months ago he was doing an interview. I don't know if it was Barstool or whatever. But it was just like somebody was poking him about being heel, being heel, being heel. I don't understand how that would be a thing here because he went out and he cut that promo about being, he wasn't, he wasn't the banker, but he built the bank, right? And don't forget that. He said that. So clearly he's got some stock in that, regardless of whatever you want to think. But then he has the other thing about like, he came out that one week and was like, what do you guys want to talk about? You know, and like did that whole promo about how he was better than everybody else and he did everything else and all that stuff. All I get, and then, that, then he had that like backstage thing that was on YouTube, I think, where he was like, legit, I don't have, it's a handshake agreement, blah, blah, blah. I, I tend to lean on the side of this is still part of a storyline. And if it's not, there's just too many roads, no pun intended, too many avenues, I guess <coughs> I should say, that point back to AEW, right? Like, let's say, let's just say, he doesn't go to the WWE, right? Or maybe he's the conduit to WWE, you know, and AEW working together. That's fine. But all all of the signs point back to AEW one way or another for me because I look at it like there's just too much effort that has been put in on this side. And I think that Brandy Rhodes is never going to be anything in WWE, right? Like they're going to look at her and go, if you want to manage, great. But I don't think... Yeah, but I will say this because she's been big on she really wants to hold the championship. There's two championships in WWE she can easily get. One, Dana Brooke just fucking had. So if Dana Brooke can be a champion, there's one. Number two, she could easily find a tag team partner and win those tag titles. And Because in AEW, like, I'm looking at that, I don't think she's a single star. In, like, in WWE, she's not going to be a women's champion. But, like, tag team, like, that type of thing. But that's why I also think, like, maybe Cody takes a break. Maybe Brandy kind of runs the indie circuit a little bit just for herself. Um but that, that, that was the interesting part to me is they were both announced together, like their contract. Oh, yeah, like it yeah. just decided that because, uh, granted, I'm sure they had similar ones anyways, but just like looking at what we've seen the last few months, like with obviously Cody getting that TNT title for like a freaking, however long he had it, and then they had the a week. He had it for a week. Then, yeah. yeah. That to me, when they were doing that, I'm like, it seemed like a negotiation tactic. You know, if you want to think about that, it's like, here, we, I can make you a champion again, Cody. Here, here, here. This is why you should, you know what I mean? So you can look at it that, or you can look at it as maybe they had a storyline with that, and he was going to pretend to take that title. Oh, you know what I mean? This is a million different things here, but I am of the point where it's like, I don't think Cody, when this contract ended up, ever really thought, like, this will be the time that maybe he leaves. But I think as things start to happen and you see other possibilities, and maybe you get a little inkling from someone who works in WWE who sends them a text or something, and, you know, there's a lot of zeros at the end of it. Like, money talks, baby. This is a money. And, like, yes, we know Tony has deep pockets, but, Tony's been emptying those pockets on a lot of people. So maybe he was like with Cody and it was just like, he gave him what it was probably a fair offer. And Cody probably thought it was a fair offer too. Maybe he wanted to work on some little things. But then like all of a sudden you see this check from WWE, which is funded by Saudi. And you're just like, holy motherfucking crap. You know what I mean? So it's just, there's a, there's so many things to consider. That's why I think it's cool. But I do think I'm more of the, the Cody's mentality and his history of what we've seen in his career of him knowing it's just the same thing. When he was in WWE, he always knew when to adjust his character or when to change it completely because he's always been someone who's a step ahead. And it sure, sure seems like these last few months in AEW, like the way the fans are reacting, like, yeah, what he's doing is working as a character, but maybe not with the audience. So maybe this is him realizing, like, you know what? Maybe it is time for me to take that jump again. So I, I, I think it's fun regardless because you get to speculate in all these things and this time of year leading into WrestleMania and AW as a pay-per-view coming up. Like there's so many fun things going on in wrestling. Like 
literally, there was a report in WrestleMania during Raw after we all speculated it. So that's why I think all these reporters are fucking morons. Ten minutes after that Kevin Owens promo, all of a sudden it's like, exclusive report! Don't call Steve Austin, might be coming back. It's like, motherfucker, I don't believe you. Because you know the first thing that popped into my head when he started burying Texas, like, oh my God, are we going to do a KO versus some cold match, center of each center? I don't need fucking sources to tell me that they could have been teasing at that. So all these fucking fake news morons, it's just like, shut up. I don't believe it for a word. But my point is, on a night where it's possible that Stone Cold motherfucking Steve Austin could be coming back, Cody News breaks the next morning and Cody's fucking leaves, that to me shows it right there be like, Cody can be that top star in WWE. They never allowed him to be before. And it took him going away, doing the whole circuit, running another company and coming back. Cause you know, like, like you said, like it's similar. It's obviously different from the McIntyre. Cause this is like another level of that, but it's cool, man. I think it's just cool. Regardless of whatever happens, even if it's a fucking work, I would love to see the internet here. Oh, so the internet. It's the, a yeah, win, win, win. The internet. Win, will win, 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 win. The internet will lose it either way. I think that's, that's the win right there. Like you said, so, for me, I'm, I, we should put a bow on this and move on. But I just, I yeah. think that there's so much, there's so much to think about. But I, I keep, I, I keep pointing back to Brandy because I think to myself, it's a, it just like Cody can do whatever. But Brandy's ceiling, unfortunately, like, well, yeah, I don't know, it's it, it it points in a certain direction. So we'll see. Uh, but let's move on to the regular part of the show. It's always in the shine. Positivity sprinkles in everywhere, folks. Uh, I have to point out something, not necessarily WWE in the ring, but I just want to point this out there. If you're looking for a good listen, besides us, obviously, go over to the Pat McAfee show on YouTube and watch <laughs> the hour of Brock Lesnar. I only got 20 minutes into it, folks, so you know it's good if I'm po- putting out that it's 20 minutes in. But he has shown more personality in the 20 minutes that I've watched in his entire career at WWE. Cowboy Brock is awesome. Just seeing him shoot the shit is awesome. Seeing him be legitimate is awesome. And uh, I can't wait for the rest of the 40 minutes when I get a break to to go listen to it because it's just so fucking fun. So fun to listen to because he's just, he's a goon. But he's just, he knows that he's a goon. And he he just plays it very well. But anyway, I just want to put that shout out there because it's, if anybody loves Brock, it's... I mean, I'm, yeah, and I, I think I think the part that really resonated with me with him is him being like, "Look, at man, I don't need to do this. I don't need to." He's like, "I want to do this. I'm having fun. I'm having a blast. This is me wanting to do this, and that's why I think everything about this whole Brock babyface run is just like it's organic, it's real, it's natural because it's just him out there. We talk about this stuff with Randy Orton all the time. Same with Charlotte. You can fucking tell when they're not having a good time, but when they are, there's nobody better. Brock's in that ilk as well." And uh, on Raw, we can talk about that as well because I had a little uh, everyone come out and uh, pose for the Elimination Chamber. But this segment was a throwaway until fucking Brock Lesnar came out, uses Austin Theory as a coat rack. By the way, he did a lot for that kid in this segment. Stares down Lashley. Then Theory jumps on his back, suplexes him twice, F5s him, and then takes a fucking selfie with Austin Theory. Like, you can talk like Theory could have eight million segments with Vince McMahon. It doesn't come close to what this segment with Brock fucking Lesnar did for him, in my opinion. Like that was fucking awesome. Like it's just it was so good. And I love this stuff. Like I don't know if you just see how Riddle exited the ring. He literally just full out jumped, like jumped, like flew over the top rope and landed on his feet. Like Rollins and AJ got out of dodge. I just I love how this kind of like played out the minute Brock got out there. It made it cool. It made it fun. And yeah, I'm excited for this elimination chamber match. I really am. Yeah, there's a lot of possibilities with chamber in general, with a lot, a lot of things yeah. going on here. So I think again, people like you know, we've made a joke that the first couple of Saudi shows were for you know the wrong reasons. But I, I think you really get into it. You look at the chamber, and it's like, yeah, there are some throwaways. There are some things that are dead giveaways too. But 
in in the most part, I think the last couple of chambers, or sorry, not chambers, the last Saudi shows, a couple, we've been on the same page. I think JC that they've been really, really good. So I don't. They've been good, and things have happened. Like titles yeah. have changed hands, and yeah. So I think it's important to to you know not sit there and be like, oh, it's terrible all the time. But honestly, I, I think you got to think about it that way. You were, you know, hey, like as a fan. This is a good thing. This is a good thing. They, they changed something that was like, we all hated it. We all thought it was stupid. And they changed it into something that, well, it, it's part of the schedule now and we don't necessarily hate it. So I think that that's a huge, huge positive. And I think that's, that's great. I think that's wonderful. All right, moving on into something else that's, uh, well, I don't know how you feel about it, JC, but it made me uh, very, 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 very happy. And that was watching the Alpha Academy, specifically beat, mm. beat, beat, beat the Mysterios after a long promo about cheaters. I just, I could not, like, I was sitting there going, first off, I love the whole beating up the Broga party and, and, and you know, parties canceled, and then they... They, they cost Randy, too. They cost Randy, so they were all over this show. They, you know, you can, you can say what you want, but I think that as much as Randy and, and Riddle, regardless of whether they say a tag team or they break up and they go against each other at WrestleMania, whatever the case may be, they went out of their way to make it an Alpha Academy kind of night. And I think that that's the thing that I wanted to really point out here is, again, they did a great job in the tag team match, but of course I'm sure you're excited that Ms. Maurice were there on commentary interjecting themselves as well, but not so much. Okay, but uh, I didn't mind it because of the cheating. I thought that was wonderful. And uh, the fact that they're you know telling Dominic about how his dad's a terrible human being, stuff like that, like it made me so much more an, uh, just a fan of like, okay, great. Like I said to you last week, JC, and everybody else that's listening, if you are worried about Chad Gable in the ring, you shouldn't be, but you should be more worried if he's wrestling more than he's doing a promo. And he got, like, at least two promos. At least. And some people don't even get one. So you got to think about that, too. you got to think about how much time he got. And, I mean, they made the Revenge of the Nerds joke, and they did what they did, and it was awesome. Like, I just... I never thought in a million years I would be excited to see Chad Gable and Otis on my TV, and I'm just so thrilled to be wrong because it's fun. It's just fucking fun. Yeah, this, I mean, I've said this like 30 times since the draft. Like, that moving to Raw was the fucking home run steal of the draft because just giving these guys time and in this division and, like, they're the perfect complement to Riddle and Randy. That's why this is literally dragging out. I wouldn't be surprised if the payoff of this match just came at WrestleMania at this point. And RK Bro will probably win. But it's just like, I think they, like, started this as, like, a, maybe a fun little feud and they just realized, like, man, Chad just literally has taken that ball and run with it. Shoosh! Shush! Like all his little fucking. Oh, thank you. Oh, thank you. Yeah, it's so over, man. He's just he's doing such a great job. I am absolutely loving it. Everything about that. I enjoyed the Broga party with uh fucking. I thought actually uh the the interview guy Patrick there, Kevin Patrick was the fucking one of the stars of the fucking Toga thing. I thought he was did a pretty good job. Him and Apollo eating up the scenery. But uh, I will say for this WrestleMania, the next part I think we need to go to is uh we had a pretty good week in WWE of women's wrestling, in my opinion. Um, that gauntlet match was a lot of fun. I loved it. And it was, I mean, it was the Rhea Ripley show, obviously, like getting the three in a row. But all of her matches, like, had time. And then, man, every time I get to see her and Bianca, I just fucking, I'm like, this is like the rivalry for the next decade, these two. Their careers have been, like, parallel. They have good chemistry. They're both, like, going to, like, they're just, they're already big stars. And their stars can just get bigger and bigger. And they really are the future. Um, of this company. And then just like looking at the WWE women's division in general, the amount between the four horsewomen, these two and Alexa bliss. And then a lot of the other players who are rising up and obviously Rhonda being back and Naomi's on a pretty good run right now herself. It's like, there's so much depth there. And I mean, uh, these two are two of the shining stars. So getting to see them in the ring with the tree figured Bianca would win. I thought we might be like a lot of people thought we might be getting the reveal. 
of the sixth member coming out, where whether it was Sasha or whoever uh, you could have thought it would be, but we didn't. So Bianca's coming out last, but then they just kind of later in the night were like, oh yeah, Alexa is in the chamber after they did her last two vignettes. So I'm cool with that too, but also on SmackDown, the Charlotte and Naomi match I really enjoyed as well. I got I to gotta really stop you right there. I thought the gauntlet match for me, like it didn't pick up until it was Rhea and Dewdrop. Like I, I thought like, and you can sit there and tell, you can tell me whatever, but like for me, when I was watching it, I went, this is good. And then Drew, Drew Drop and uh, and Rhea went out there, and I thought like Drew Drop beat the piss out of her, and I was just loving it. I I just the ferocity of like the squash sin, like just like the sinton, the all like all the just the bruteness of it. I loved it. And then of course the Bianca, like you said, it was great. So like I the back end of that, I thought really shined. I thought that there were certain parts of it that I I thought were like you know, but you had to get Nikki Ash out of there, you had to get Liv out of there. I get that, but. The last three, I thought, were really, 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 really strong. And I really enjoyed how much Rhea got. They said 44 minutes, I believe, on uh, my timeline I just saw. That's a long time to be on Raw. So when I was thinking about that, I'm like, okay, she's not going to win the chamber most likely. But that means that she's probably going to have a relatively big match at WrestleMania, right? So where does that lead you to think about where does Rhea go, right? Because here's the thing. And here's the thing that I want you to remember, JC, right? It's two nights of WrestleMania. You know there's going to be at least seven or eight matches apiece. You know yeah. what I mean? There's going to be at I, I, least four, four. I would say four women's matches at the very minimum, plus a battle royal. So that's well, where... you're going to have the two, the two title matches. Yeah. You're going to have, have some sort of women's tag. I'm sure Sasha, Bailey maybe is a potential match, or Sasha, someone else, or whatever. But I don't know. To me, I think Rhea is the I got next after WrestleMania, whether it's Becky or Bianca, because I'm assuming Bianca's going to win the chamber. That's kind of the way I look at it. So, I mean, yeah, I think she'll have a match at Mania. Maybe, like, I mean, God forbid they do her versus Nikki again or something. But then if they have a battle royal or something, like, I can see Rhea. Rhea's going to have a, a sharp performance. But to me, it's more of, like, like that night after WrestleMania, she's going to come out and interrupt the champion. And that's going to be, like, the big, oh, and then Rhea's, that's her going to be getting back in the title picture. That's kind of how I see it because it, it gets pretty crowded on WrestleMania as we see. But, I mean... She's someone that even if they give her something small, she takes advantage of it, and she is fucking over like Rover Man. So yeah, that's a good point. Uh, the other thing I want to def- definitely say is we. I know I know me. I don't know how you feel about it, but I have definitely called myself on the carpet here. Um, I give a lot of shit to Naomi about how she's a lot of flash in the pan and yes, you do. It's not a lot of stuff, <laughs> but I will say I will eat crow on this one because I thought that was the best match I've seen Naomi wrestle in a very long time. That crowd was eating out of the palm of her hand. Obviously, part of it was Charlotte because Charlotte, when she wants to, is better than anybody else as we've discussed before, but not all the credit needs to go to Charlotte. A lot of the credit needs to go to Naomi. I think she went really hard on this one, and it showed, and I was very happy to be pleasantly surprised, so I thought that I wanted to make sure that she was in the shine and that we talked about it because she is definitely somebody that I always think is too too athletic in terms of, like, the ballerina flips, but not necessarily the substance of, like, the down and dirty meat potatoes hitting somebody. You know, like she's too she's too pretty in terms of her move set. And I and I watched that match back and I went, doesn't matter. Like she went out of her way to find ways to make things believable. And I think that was the difference between what I watch her wrestle other women and when she wrestles people who are in that upper echelon. She finds a way to go above and beyond when she can. It just stinks that she can't string along enough of those when well, she's not in the top part. I will say in fairness to her, like when's the last time we saw her get this amount of time in a wrestling sure. match? Like, her and Sonya had a decent, like, I think amount of time. But besides that, it's like, it's like I say all the time with WWE, there's like five or six women that get a chance to show their actual ability more than, like, in three minutes. And 
Naomi's someone like, I mean, she's been like either not on TV at all, or she's done a lot of extra segments and a lot of short matches or maybe a lot of tag matches. So it's hard to really show what you got, but yeah, I mean, I've always understood people's criticism of Naomi, but the reason why I've always appreciated her is because she is different and she does wrestle different, which like, yeah, granted, like maybe you want to see more of a wrestler out of her, but like, that's not why she's there. She's there because she's an athlete and she's someone who resonates tremendously with a large part of the crowd and, and stuff. So it's, 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 uh, yeah, but I thought this in terms of like a wrestling match, like it, it's, I don't know if it's my match of the week. It's, it's it was a very good match. I liked it, but I really liked uh, the Bianca Rhea as well. So yeah, I, there's I just would, a lot of good women's wrestling. There's a lot of good ribbons. And, and I just want a special shout out to our boy Guthrie because he gave me shit on Twitter. So fuck you, Guthrie. Here you come. I did, <laughs> I did watch it. You dumbass. I did watch uh, Charlotte and Becky and, uh, I, I will tell you this much. Uh, what was my original thought? I said that I didn't. That I thought be- you that said be- she hasn't had a good match since she's been back, and I said uh, I like the live match. Okay, and he said go back and watch Survivor Series. So I did. Yeah, he said he said all her matches have been good. Okay, well he's clearly got goggles on, but that's okay. I don't really care. Yeah, about a lot it. of people do for Becky. Becky's popular, and that's what I said. I'm like, he's a fan. It's fine, but yeah. So you know, I said th- you go a little too far, but he's also going a little too far. You got to meet in the middle. You know? All right, so you're compromising. That's fine. Uh, so here's so here's my here's my thoughts on Guthrie. Guthrie, I was wrong. Okay, I, I went back and I watched that match, to be honest. And that match was very physical at the beginning. That match was very good. And then it train wrecked at the end with that stupid ass finish. So you're right, but you're also not necessarily 100% correct because that finish was dog shit with the referee not finding out the fucking rope hold where the way the position he was with the referee made me so angry. when I, I forgot about it and then I saw it again and it made me angry, JC. So I don't know if he just did that to piss me off. Kudos to you, JC. And, uh, you know, Guthrie, if you guys thought that out uh, the head of time. I'm just an instigator, man. I don't, you're I, Brad Marshawn I an, for, for I crying I see an opportunity to throw some wood on the fire and I throw a lot of wood. That's all I do. I just like to grab my popcorn and watch. So fuck both of you then. All right, anyway, but there you go, J- <laughs> JC and, and Guthrie power team, power trip, whatever the hell you're going to call yourselves. Good job for you guys. But anyway, I did watch it. All right, moving on. Anything else shine worthy? Yeah, um, the KO promo on Texas. I think we just talked about it here because I'm curious. Because uh, like I said, I said it to you right in the chat. And then fucking, of course, Virgin Boy put out his report, quote unquote. So that didn't seem like an original idea anymore. But I was just like, don't call. Because I'm like, I, but of course, my, my mind, obviously, when I think Texas goes, it'll be Texas for Mark Henry. I'm like, it's not going to be him. Like, stunner, stunner. Like, it makes too much sense. You said, Undertaker and I fucking like started shaking because I was like motherfucker that'd be horrible and like whatever so I'm curious uh I mean it sure seems like the Stone Cold thing might be real here so I, I tend to agree with you on it I just like doing the Undertaker thing to, to gaslight you so I just I do that <laughs> you know it's a uh, fire by fire most likely but it it's hard for me JC because I, I sit there and I think about this like as here's and uh here's something that I I definitely am talking myself out of because it's unfair with Stone Cold Steve Austin coming back, can you talk me into it? And again, I'm a KO guy, but there feels like there's been so much damage recently to KO that it's hard to look at KO as an actual equal for me. I know by WrestleMania we could probably get there, but I feel as if I need more from a viewer standpoint to look at it and go, I fucking love KO. And I know it's one of those like he'll always be KO and I'll always love him. But when I'm thinking Stone Cold Steve Austin is coming back in like fucking how long? You know, right, like 15 this, years? This is why I specifically like it for Stone Cold KO. And it's kind of like what I let on the chat. Because we know what we're going to get. We're going to get fun promos leading up. And it's likely going to be a fucking greatest hits ass whooping at WrestleMania. If Stone Cold comes back and has that Brock Lesnar match that we never got to see, that's where I'm like, ooh. 
like, do I want to see Brock throwing around Stone Cold? That might get uncomfortable. Like, I don't, I don't, like, that's the thing. It's like Stone Cold coming back, like, in this scenario, it's more of, like, the novelty thing. So, like, putting him, like, if they put him, God forbid, a WWE championship match against Brock Lesnar or something ridiculous like that, like, that's where I kind of cringe a little. Like, yeah, you get, you put the two names up on the thing and whatever. But to me, like, I think it more of, like, Stone Cold's not coming back to wrestle. He's going to come back to fight a little bit and have some fun. And KO's fucking perfect for that. And KO, when he probably signed that contract, he was like, it doesn't have to be a title, guys. I don't care about that. I want something cool at this WrestleMania. He's like, I've got you've given me a lot of cool things at WrestleMania, but I kind of get kind of put on the back burner like you always like to bring about about KO not maybe being a playoff player. He gets a match from Stone Cold, man. Like, that's, that's to me, like, that's perfect. And he can go out and eat, like, five stunners in a row and do nothing, and it's a fucking win for him. So that's why it just excites me because I think as cool as it is to see Stone Cold, it is such a great thing for KO, no matter how it goes down because, just fucking like just seeing people's fake graphics of the two together. I was getting excited. So I mean, we're, we'll have to wait and see. The only thing is, is like I feel like you got to let it. The only thing that I, I would, well, whatever. It's part of my hope, so I guess I'll wait till then. I'll just I'll book it then. Anyway, uh, so for me, I'm gonna kind of skim through the rest of what I saw on Raw and SmackDown. I really enjoyed the sit down interview with Roman Reigns. Going to say Goldberg, Goldberg. I thought that was that should be a fucking T-shirt when he wins that he Goldberg, Goldberg. That made me laugh very hard. Um, and also, an interesting note, necessarily not, not a positive or negative, they said the undefeated Happy Corbin. I didn't know how you felt about I, I have that in my notes because okay. I, maybe he's lost a tag match, but I think what they meant is he hasn't lost a singles match. I don't think he's been pinned or submitted since he's done that. That was a very cool note to me, and that just reaffirmed that we're definitely headed towards Corbin McIntyre at Mania because like, they're building Corbin like as a very, very huge win for Drew, which I think is what we kind of expect would happen, but... I did like that. I did like that little note. I don't necessarily know if that, like, I don't know, when I hear the undefeated happy Corbin, it's good. It's a good little thing for Corbin, but I kind of want to see Corbin beat Mac, if that's the case, because I feel like... I mean, I do too, but let's be real No, here. I know. I, I, look, 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 look. look. Like, like, we know that we know that Mac is going to turn around after WrestleMania and face Roman Reigns or, or Brock Lesnar or whatever. You know, like, we know that's the case. Like, that's a foregone conclusion. But God damn it. I keep, I keep looking at it going... What the fuck are we doing here? Like, Corbin, Corbin deserves it, and I feel like we're at a point where it's like Corbin needs to go on to fucking Raw because it's just like Corbin and Madcap. The same thing like Alpha Academy. I think they'd do better on Raw together, having the extra hour. You know, like, and yeah, I, think, I think that's right. And I think that they would get a tag run, or maybe he'll finally get that WWE Championship run. Like, I, I just he, the when he wins it because he's gotta, he's gotta. There's just it has to be important. It has to be fucking important. And I just, you you can say the thing about the undefeated thing being important. And it is. But I kind of wish they did more to it, like, over time. Because now it's just, like, out of the blue. They were like, oh, shit, we're just going to pull this out now. And that's, like, well, he really three weeks is, away. Like, they've done a really good job of not really having, like, Madcap's been doing all the wrestling. So it's just, it kind of makes sense. And, like, when Corbin gets in there, it is to be, like, a Cesaro or a Ricochet or something. It just, they definitely, like, they've always treated Corbin pretty well. But I think in this, like, it's weird because I don't think he's going to be a world champion with the happy gimmick. I think it'd be, like, beyond when, like, it's whatever. But Corbin's one of those guys that just always, like, recreates himself. And I do think that, like, in their eyes, like, Corbin's one of their top heels on SmackDown and has been the last several years. McIntyre's obviously one of their new top faces. So it makes sense a lot to me. But I did, like, when I heard that note, I'm like, okay, we do need a little more of this to, like, really, like you said, to ingrain it in our skulls and not make it seem, like, silly. 
but I, they have plenty of time to continue to let them maybe beat a couple of these other guys. So That's a fair assessment. You want to move on to something else positive, or are we all done on positivity? Uh, I'm curious if you have any more positivity, because I'd go either way. I, I mean, I have something that's probably not heady, but it's like kind of in the middle. You know what I mean? All like, right, we'll, we'll start it, and we'll hit the button. How about all right. that? So Becky Lynch and Lita have their contract signing, right? Like, <laughs> yeah, keep going. Okay, so we're in there. Get them off my TV. Get them off my TV. This is where this is where Guthrie and Danny pull over. They're like, "Fuck them! Fuck them! Fuck them!" But whatever, it's fine. You little tweebs. I love you both. Uh, <laughs> anyway, uh, we do this for love and hate. Uh, so I sat there like, because again, I didn't watch Raw live. It got caught up, but I see a lot of people going, "Oh my god, this is the great character work, character work, character work." And again. Yeah, it was great. It was a it was a, it was a great it was a great promo, sure, in a certain part of it. But then I just saw like <sighs> Lita talking for me does absolutely nothing. Like nothing. It was watching it was watching like her just talk over and over again and just like she didn't believe a word she was saying and her voice and her mannerisms made me go I'm regurgitating, and you believe my good acting? Huh? I should sign this contract. Huh? And it just, I couldn't do it. I couldn't do it. And Becky's over there, you know, looking like a hot mess, which, again, kudos to her doing whatever. Trying to steal Wendy Chu's gimmick. Come I on. know, right. Come on. But the other thing the other <laughs> thing that I was trying to think about was, would you really lose sleep over your idol attacking you? I don't know. Like, it just seemed like a weird juxtaposition and I'm sure the screenwriter will come at me on Twitter because he will but you know it's but here's the other thing Guthrie the bell has to fucking ring you know like the bell has to fucking ring and this match is just not gonna be good it'll be it'll be it'll it'll be watchable it won't be good though it won't be it she'll throw a fucking leg drop she'll throw a fucking you know She'll probably come this close. Lita will come this close to fucking hurting herself again, and I'll go, see? See? I can't have nice things, folks. I can't have nice things. You get Nestle upset. That's how I feel about it. I just, I can't. I, 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 when well, I, I mean, I, I think you kind of hit the nail on the head, because I don't, honestly, I don't really give a fuck about this feud at all. I don't, to be honest. So that's why I just, like, kind of, like, my, I'm just, like, meh. Like, I'm watching the segment, I'm, like, I feel a lot of the same way. I'm, like, Lita... Thank God she didn't cut a lot of promos back in the day because, yeah, not great. And it's just, I don't know. It's I, the, Maybe the match could be better than the lead-up because the lead-up has been horrible for me. Like, maybe if the match is, like, adequate, then, like, fine. Yeah, cool. And like I said, I have no problem with this match happening. Like I said at the time, it's, like, perfect time to do it in Saudi. It gives Becky a nice big win before WrestleMania. Yada, yada, yada. People get to see uh, Lita. The Saudis get to see Lita since they pay a jillion million dollars to see everyone that's why they get Goldberg and Lita and everyone they're like whatever but it's just like I don't fucking care honestly yeah, I, I, mean, don't. I, I don't think I'm, and I'm sure we're in the um, we're in the you know the bottom part of this like we don't care kind of thing but like yeah, whatever it. you know it's it's hard it's fucking hard it's really hard to, to, to like everything honestly but anyway what, what, what things are you very upset about um I mean this is tough because I love Omas, but watching him kill my babies, it oh, makes yeah. me sad. Yeah. I mean, it's one of those things where it's like, it's, it's honestly like, they got, it was funny, Guthrie tweeted, Guthrie's getting a lot of shout outs today. He tweeted, like, the hurt business get his, his entrance, and I was like, bro, it's commercial free, everything. 
get it, get it. No. But like, it is, it is kind of funny. I saw people commenting on it. It's like, they're still calling them the hurt business. They still have the hurt business theme and everything, but like Bobby kicked them out. So it's just like, you just be like, fine, you guys can take the hurt business sure. name and the divorce. Just like, I don't know. It was whatever. But I, I mean, I guess it was nice to see a moss back. I have no idea what they're going to do with him. Probably the battle Royal. Like you said, I think now that my uh, Shane wish was gone, but I don't know. And raw, I actually really enjoyed the first two hours of raw. That's the last hour was shit. But the first two hours I really, really enjoyed in this and the fucking, uh, this is probably the lowest point. Okay, so that's fine. I will say that this was a jobber alert as well as the fact that Street, yep. street Profits and having Champa paraded out there, that whole thing was kind of odd for me. That was a jobber alert. I, I don't necessarily know if it was just a plug for NXT, which it seems like it could be. I don't know. It was, but didn't you want a little more? Because I was like excited to see Champa there, but he didn't get an entrance. And then his only thing was getting super kicked by Dolph, which right. is kind of like, so it was just, I thought it was cool that he was there. And I'm like, I kind of like, oh my God. This is kind of cool, and, like, obviously it's promotion for NXT, but, like, then he kind of, like, I would have liked to see him get a little bit of edge, and he didn't. That's kind of why I didn't bring it up earlier. Yeah, I just, it's hard for me when I listen to him. I, he's not necessarily somebody that, when he talks, I actually care. Like, less it, is more. No, he's less is more, for sure. And that's why his badass gimmick works. He's right, like, and I think, like, The him, silent brooding type. Yeah, like, he's definitely somebody, like, when he's in the ring and he's hurting you, like, I believe that. Like, I, I want to see that, like you said. But it's hard because I feel like, that you know, to be up on that upper echelon, you need to be able to talk. So it's hard to, like force somebody to do something. Not, I'm not saying he's a bad promo. I'm just saying when I have to look at him, I'm thinking, please just hit somebody. Just like, just hit this somebody. Is, yeah. I, you know what I mean? Like, I think, that's fair. I think that's like, he's just a good brute. Like he's just, he's, he's going to hurt Dolph Ziggler. Dolph Ziggler is going to sell for him. It's going to be great. You know, that's what I want. That's what I want in my, in my wrestling. So it's hard. And it is what it is. Moving over for another job alert, Aliyah, who would have thought in a dungeon match? Woohoo. Okay. And that's another thing. There's so much crap that I just, couldn't they shoot this on location? Oh, that yeah, was my yeah. biggest thing with this. It's like, do this on location. Like, like what the fuck? You sell this in a dungeon match? It's just in the rain? But I had a fucking dungeon match that I in the dungeon. So fuck off with that. Come on. I don't think they're going to spend a lot of money on anything when it comes to Aaliyah. They should. She's a fucking stud. I want that shirt. Do you really? Amazing. Aaliyah 317. Yeah, I mean, mainly because I came up with it. But also, it looks fucking cool. Good for okay, Aaliyah. Yeah, I love not, Aaliyah. You're not getting, I'm happy for Aaliyah. You're not getting any residuals. Stop it. I'm an Aaliyah fan. Anyway, uh, can you talk about your favorite fucking couple that isn't a couple? Because oh yeah, this, was, this segment made almost all. It didn't make it worth it, but like it, yes, was it did, it did, so it did, it, it absolutely satisfying. did, it absolutely did. It was did. so satisfying because fuck you, Dana Brooke, you stupid bitch. You got what you deserve. Yep, fucking. Oh, it was great. It's perfect. I loved it. Yeah, it was perfect for something that we didn't love. I, so here's the thing. You know me. Weeks ago, I was very excited about this whole thing. Then he got the friend zone kiss and the whole thing. And I, I turned very sour very quickly. And then that happened last night. And I went, fucking finally, right? Like, it's just, it's hard to watch something that's just cringeworthy. Like, I, I do love a good cringe. I did like that they went back to the on location. Those, that's yeah. the best of the 24-7 title is when you do this, when you really, like, lean into it. And that's why this week, like, I, it, we're putting in the heat because it's a 24-7 title and Dana Brooke and fucking whatever. But it just, in terms of, like, when you lean into it, I appreciate it more. So, I just was glad that at the end the waiter was like, are you paying cash or credit card? I just thought, <laughs> like, that was the perfect little note at the end of it where it was just like, fuck yep. you and here's your fucking tip. I just, I love that shit. I love that situation. But, but again, the fact that we got dragged through so much dog shit to get there. I was just happy it's over. So it's like, thank God it's over. Oh, it's not over. No, 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 no. I know it's not over, it's but like twenty four seven WrestleMania. It's never over. No, but like, what is she gonna we do? Ever? Tent pole in this major feud. Oh, so. major feud. 
I can't wait for Reggie to come. So here's here's this is a perfect transition for me. You go from Reggie winning this title to someone that you know it's a spoiler they're going to win on Friday, and it seems like we're headed towards Johnny Knoxville and uh, Sami Zayn. If it's for the IC championship, I'm gonna have a I'm gonna have a massive I mean it is massive I mean, you coronary. Just, literally WWE tweeted out the spoiler spoiler, so like skip thirty if you don't want to hear it. But Sami Zayn won at the taping. He won the IC title. It's gonna air on Friday night. WWE tweeted an article about it because they want you to watch how it's gonna happen. But yeah, that's the rumor now is that Sami Zayn in Knoxville. If he's the intercon this what they this is what it took WrestleMania for them to care about the IC title again and put it on a real champion is fucking Johnny Knoxville. So credit to Johnny Knoxville because Getting the title back on Sami Zayn is best for business, best for the IC title. So all the credit for this goes to Johnny Knoxville. So here's the other thing I want to so ask I'm cool you. with it. I'm cool with it. I just want to ask you a very, very specific question, JC. Do you think Johnny Knoxville would be more apt to win the IC championship or the 24-7 championship? I could see them doing a thing where he, where he loses the IC title then wins the 24-7 title briefly or something, but I just... I just, I, I think this, I mean, Sammy, this is the perfect type of shit for him, man. So it's just like, I know people are going to roll their eyes and like whatever, but like Knoxville won me over in the Rumble and him and Sammy's chemistry is fucking good. They actually have been building a story about it. Like in terms of a WrestleMania undercard, I got no issues with it. If he wins the IC title, if he, if he wins that the would, that would be, I mean, yeah, they have to, like, you. he'd probably, Sammy would have to win it right back on Friday because Knoxville's not sticking around, but. Yeah, I mean, that's the IC title. And I will say this. Knoxville winning the IC title would be a much better reign than the fucking loser who fucking just lost it. Johnny Knoxville, more relevant in WWE right now than Shinsuke Nakamura. Tell me I'm wrong, because you can't. No, I, 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 listen, I don't disagree with you. I'm just saying. <laughs> it sounds horrible to say, but it's fucking true. No, I, I, look, I get it. I get it. It's just, it's just, it, it, it's, uh, it's an uncomfortable feeling. And sometimes uncomfortable creates cash, and uh, maybe it does. I don't know. I just... It's an uncomfortable feeling like they don't treat the IC championship anyway with the amount of respect that it deserves. So it's like, why the fuck not? Let's give him a championship. Because I feel like you can't. Here's the thing. You can't have Johnny Knoxville lose. Like, I don't think they have celebrities lose, right? I mean, they do. They do sometimes. Okay. Well, we'll see. Yeah, this would be one like, I mean, like I said, I could see him win and then lose it on Friday. But it just, it's not going to go well. I could, I could also see Sammy winning. I just, it's. You know, it's Sammy. He just remember he just signed that nice fancy new contract too. So they're gonna take care of him. All right. Anything else that got you hot and bothered? Because I think I we're, we're hitting the end of our rope here. Uh, Priest got a huge win over Styles clean. That surprised me. Um, but yeah, good for him. I don't necessarily. I thought that that was a really bad match. I thought their timing was off. I just didn't really enjoy any of it. Uh, and then finally, I just wanted to just throw in here the uh, Alexa Bliss keeping the doll, which is kind of interesting, I guess, in a way. But then they just threw her in the chamber because it's a big deal. But uh, I don't know. I just I look at it and I go, I think we're still kind of in this weird, weird thing where it's. I just don't know if I like it. Like I just I don't like. I think whatever they did with the six or eight or nine of them or whatever, I feel like you could have been done with four of them. I don't know. I just it seems like it was just too much for me. I'm uh, still waiting to see. It's like it's kind of. I mean, I'm treating this like I always treated the Bray Wyatt stuff and her past stuff like. It's wait and see because there are little things that I like. I also, there's little things that I don't like, but it's just, I'm waiting to see because I have no idea what's going on. All right. You want to get hopeful? Glorious. You are Miami Hope. I'll kick us off Nestlemania. And, uh, you know, I could have come up with like 8,000 Cody Hopes, but we already talked about that. So I'm going to stick with uh, one that I had penciled in earlier in the week because uh, I saw some tweets, you know, with uh, somebody saying like, 
how come we never got to see Sasha and Mickey in WWE when she was there? It's such a shame. And Sasha responded and said, like, pretty much being like, yeah, it's going to happen. So it got me thinking. It's like, well, Sasha's going to have a match at WrestleMania. I think Bailey makes a ton of sense. If she comes back, it'd be a big spot for both of them. They don't need a title. But I was also thinking, they literally just had Mickey in the Royal Rumble. How cool would it be if fucking Sasha challenged for the knockout title at WrestleMania against Mickey James? Like, that would be fucking cool. And it would get all these virgins all hot and bothered and all fired up. Tony Khan wouldn't know what to do because, like, it's just like, oh, my God, how come they keep doing this? But I don't think it would be cool for both women. It would be an interesting spot. It would be something that WWE, like, we see them dabble in this stuff but not really go all in. And it also brings up the point where it's like, Mickey's probably going to have to win. So here's what I would do in WrestleMania. You have in the match, and obviously Mickey's going to retain, but how's she going to retain? Well, you have Bailey come out and cost Sasha. There's Bailey's return. You set up Bailey and Sasha. Mickey uh, defends uh, with the win, gets the pin, which is a cool moment or whatever. You don't have to worry about uh, Sasha having a title for another company or anything like that. It's neat and clean, but it'd be a fun lead-up. It'd probably be a really good match, and it would bring Bailey back on our TV and get us started beyond WrestleMania. Checks all the boxes for me. So hashtag JC's hopes come true. Hashtag JC knows Sasha and Mickey at WrestleMania. Well then. That is something I did not see. I did not see that coming. So that's pretty cool. I don't know if that'll happen, but that's fucking cool. Uh, probably not. That's why it's in the hope. <laughs> that's why I put in the hope category. You know what I realized yep. the other day is that we are actually, for people that call me negative, and that's fine. I understand that. But a lot of our program isn't necessarily negative. Like there's the, the shine. There's hope. Right? We give somebody a comeback, a shout out, whatever. Then we get to the finish. Like, yeah, but half the shine is me talking about how I like something and then you shitting on it. So. That's, uh, Okay. You know it's a little bit true. I was just trying to be positive and then you just let <laughs> well, the yeah, air out the of the back room. back half is very good. The, the hopeful comeback finish is usually pretty positive. So. Okay, my comeback. Uh, just kidding. We're going to hope. Nope. My hope. Excuse me. I'm tired. <laughs> I got kids. What do you want me to do? Uh, so I, I was thinking about this with KO in Stone Cold Steve Austin, right? Like, if you were going to watch this unfold, right, like, there's two trains of thought. Like, if it happens, great. If it doesn't, well, then he's probably got something else, and that's whatever it is what it is. There's plenty of people from Texas that would probably check some boxes. But the only thing I could think about here was, okay, let's say it's Stone Cold and KO, right? Number one, I don't want this to be something that is last minute, right? Like, I want there to be some lead up. Like, I want it to be, like, maybe the night after or, like, I don't even know. I'd have to look. I forget when the exact... Uh, time is for WrestleMania. I think it's like April 6th or something like that. But I'm fairly certain we've got like six weeks away or something like that. You going to look for me? It's probably April 3rd, April 2nd and 3rd. But I think it's April 7th and 8th. 7th and 8th? That's I a Friday, it. Saturday. No, Maybe it's Saturday, eight, Sunday. I'm looking right now. It says it'll be 9. Oh, I was sorry. I was in March. It's, uh, I think it's... 9 and 10? Or 2 and 3? Hold on, I gotta look at the Celtics schedule because it's I don't have a seven day game. It's fine. Anyway, I believe I believe it is uh, two and three because the Celtics play at one, and I was excited because I get to be home for both nights. So. Okay, fine. So let's say it's second and third, whatever. Okay, so we have like six weeks away, maybe. Right? We got like one, two, three, four, five, seven weeks. Seven weeks. Okay, we got a lot of time, right? Like that's pretty cool. But my thought is here is let's give him like three, four weeks. Let's do whatever. Like let, let him, let him sour. Like let him, let him have an opportunity to be in a match and he loses that opportunity. Let him have a match like here. He loses that opportunity. Let him go a little bit nuts before the Stone Cold Steve Austin reveal happens. And then you get into, okay, this is going to happen. This is fucking cool, right? Then you get 
parts. But here's the here's real thing that I want. If you're going to do it, and I know this is going to be hard, you do not let Stone Cold Steve Austin stun KO until WrestleMania. I know that's going to be really hard. I think that's fair. But I think that is something that you need to hold off on. You can get KO to give him a stunner. You can get KO getting down, drinking beers on top of him and giving him the, the mud hole and the whole thing. Like You can get KO getting one up on him the whole time. The whole time. Because literally, this is the way you have to look at it, right? Like you said, JC, earlier, this is a Stone Cold Steve Austin one-off most likely, right? And you'll get this, you got it, so you still got it, it's kind of chance or whatever, all that stuff. Or, but the further that Austin can't get ahead is just pulling back that slingshot, man. Just keep pulling that slingshot back and let KO just run roughshod all over. And that is when you pull the thing on WrestleMania Day, you get the glass broken, he does a beer truck, whatever the hell you got to do to get you there. But it's just, I don't, I don't want to see this happen unless KO gets like, over like Rover on Austin, because you know he's just going to get an ass whooping at WrestleMania. And I want to see KO get treated in a way that we have not seen him get treated in a long time. And, and basically until he was the Universal Champion, it's been a very, very long time. I think it's like four years now. It's been a long time. That's my hope. I want I, If he's going to get the star treatment, he needs the star treatment here. Because the loss doesn't matter. It makes him a good man either way. We're still going to love him. But... In the meantime, if Stone Cold Steve Austin comes back and then you see this guy kicking C's ass, you're going to go, who is this guy if you don't know him? And that's what they need. They need to, That's how you make him a bigger star than he already is. So that's my hope. No stunners. Not allowed until WrestleMania. I, I can definitely see the no stunners part, but I think it'd be more because KO just keeps running away, which I think also works. But I do like your idea better, but they probably won't do that. But again, that's why we have the hope segment, baby. But now, WrestleMania, we will go to the comeback. And uh, mine's pretty limitless. I can tell you oh, what, because I'm going to bask in the glory of the return of Keith Lee. He debuts in, I, uh, in IAW and literally just throws Isaiah Cassidy around in a qualified match. Ah! He is in the face, <laughs> the face right. of the revolution ladder match, whatever Vaughn fucking run-on sentence name they have for it. But you know what? I like Keith Lee. I've always liked Keith Lee. I, like everyone else, would have loved to see a lot more in WWE. It didn't work out that way, but whatever. He's moved on. He's here now. He looks fucking enormous in AEW. We know as a lot of little guys. There's a lot of little guys for him to throw around, but there's a ton of cool matches for Keith Lee in AEW. I think he's going to be treated as one of their top stars, and uh, I'm excited for it because I think this man deserves it. So, Keith Lee, you get my comeback. Wow. What? What? I got to tell you, that song, I fucking hate it. His song is just so bad. I'm sorry. It was better than his Bearcat Lee song. <sighs> I think so. Yeah, I know. I know. Anything's better than Bearcat. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, might as well call them bearskin, you know, just whatever, you know, like bearskin yeah. rug. It would have made no. I mean, a lot of AEW songs aren't really good. Like the two best, I mean, you can call me biased, but I think two of the best songs are fucking Cody and Sean Spears. Like, and now one of them's gone. But just like, there's not even like some of like MJF's grown on me. But I remember the first time I heard, I'm like, that's it. Do you know MJF's song is actually a royalty fee from YouTube? That's it. That's, I know, not, that's what I mean. It's just like it's, it's like free. that's what I feel like a lot of them were. Like, hey man, is obviously good and perfect, but. The majority of songs in AEW are fucking horrible. They're awful. Yeah. They're fucking awful. I don't know. I just, I don't know. I just, whatever. Anyway, my comeback this week goes to the kiss cam of the Lethal Lovers. They should be called the Lethal Lovers instead of the Los Lotharios because Lethal Lovers is way easier to pronounce and I feel like I'm going to be drunk every time I say Lotharios, but that's fine. Uh, so I was excited that they won a big match, by the way. I don't know if anybody else noticed that. They fucking won a match. They so, beat Big E. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah. That, that's so, why I think a lot of people a lot of people didn't love it. <laughs> I was I was I was all over this. I I could not be more excited. I mean, yes, obviously I love Biggie and that the whole the whole debacle thing is a terrible thing, but God damn it. The comeback for me was like the kiss cam. At least they got the kiss cam with the woman. I was like, that's great. That's fucking, that's something right there. Let's move on. And I was shocked that they were going to win. And they fucking got an entrance second. It was great. Like everything I looked at and I went, man, if they went backstage and talked to Vince McMahon, like they supposedly did, maybe, just maybe they did something that was like, okay, we'll do something. We'll do something. Because that tag team division on SmackDown is just locked down from Usos. And it's like, how many times are we going to see the New Day and Usos? We got to do something else. We got to do something well, else. We got the Vikings on this Saturday. So. Yeah. Okay. Great. Thanks for coming. You know, at least the kiss cam <laughs> is something. At least the kiss cam gives you something, right? Just something. I don't know. I just, <laughs> I'm just not, I'm not a huge fan of anything. I like multi, multi team match on at WrestleMania and get the Los Lotharios a quick uh, SmackDown tag team titles. That'd be great. I'd love that. Why not? That would, that would be surprising. Why not? I mean, what else are they going to do? Have the Usos retain because if Roman retains, like the bloodline has all the the bloodline I retain. Know. I don't think. I mean, I just I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see right now. I don't know. Yeah, good for them. I'm happy for them because I I do like them as a tag team. But WrestleMania, we're going to the big old finish. You know, we kind of hit on NXT a lot last week, so probably not much to add there. Um, based on uh what we uh, see coming, but we do have AEW, but we also have Elimination Chamber. Would you like to do Elimination Chamber first or AEW? Let's do AEW. All right. On Dynamite, we had Santana and Ortiz taking on Jericho and Hager. Who cares? We have Thunder Rosa taking on Mercedes Martinez in a no disqualification match. Probably going to be pretty violent. We have Wardlow versus Max Caster, uh, which I'm excited for that because we know that Max Caster, MJF uh, dynamic, and I love Powerbomb. That is a ladder match, face of the revolution, qualifier, whatever the fuck they want to call it match. We also have Daniel Bryan versus Lee Moriarty, and... Sammy Guevara versus Darby Allen for the TNT title. He called him Daniel Bryan. I just wanted you to point that out. Fuck. <laughs> I try to write Danielson because when I just write Bryan, it's just like a. I know. Him. I know. I'm just letting you know. You did it too. I know. You do it all the time too. I know. So I'm, just, I'm just whatever. We're not the only ones. I just, it is what it is. It's ingrained. It's easier to pronounce instead of Danielson. Yeah. Like, who the hell knows a Danielson? I don't know. It hit Danielson, but not Danielson. Uh, so look, Danielson? I don't care about a lot of these things. I'll be honest with you. I, there's a lot. Like anything with the Revolution match, I just go, Jesus Christ, why do we have standings? You know, like whatever. Uh, it's, it is what it is. Oh, but it's fun. Relax. Uh, just, but, enjoy, just enjoy the end of the ladder match with a bunch of studs. That's all I care about. Wardlow, I, I, I am intrigued with the Wardlow storyline. I think it's really well done. I think that like, He's not going to be a superstar right away, but there's a very feeling of like Batista kind of coming out of there. You know, does like he win, does he win the ladder match and then have to give his title shot to MJF? I think that's the most logical standpoint because for yeah, me, I look but, at it like Keith Lee. They've presented him in a way already that he's like AEW title material, not necessarily TNT. Like, and a ladder match is a perfect way for him not to win, so that's that's out. You know, like so I, I just look at Wardlow has to win this and either give up his opportunity to, to MJF or he doesn't. And then he's out of the pinnacle and has to, you know, beat up everybody in the pinnacle and all that stuff. Like that's great. I think that's wonderful because honestly, I, I would rather him. I would, like, I think he said in the contract, if he wins a championship, he has to give it to MJF, which I think is probably yeah. more likely like he wins it. It's a big moment. And then like MJF wants it back. And then they, you see the breakup. So I think that's where we're headed with it. The other matches, Sammy Gravara and the, the Darby Allen match I am intrigued by, but I feel like Alidolo will get his way and uh, cost him the match at some point. You know what I've realized they've gotten away from? And maybe it's just me and uh, maybe someone else you know, out there that knows AEW better than me can tell me this. I haven't seen a lot of triple threat matches. 
they've always, I feel like, been a lot more of the singles. Yeah, no, in but general. I mean, I'm just saying, like, They're not, but I'm just saying, like, specifically, like, I know they did a couple of triple threats way at the beginning. Oh, of course. But, like, yeah. they've gotten away from it. And I look at it like this, JC Darby Allen, Elilo, and Sammy Guevara in a triple threat would be fucking awesome. You know what I mean? So, maybe that's the revolution match. Maybe. Maybe, but I think that's where I it's I doubt headed. it. I think Sting and Darby are a tag team on that card, like we've seen a million times. So. I don't know. I just, I don't really care about this either because I don't really care about Sammy Guevara's title. It's uh, it's unfair to him, I guess, in a way, but whatever. And the inner circle is happening. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I just literally could care less. Just let Santana and, Torres win, win, Santana and Ortiz win and be on them right away. On Rampage, we have two more matches in Slovenia. We have Dante Martin versus Will Hobbs and also a uh, Face of the Revolution ladder match qualifier. Um, I'd like to see Hobbs win, but it'll probably... Well, actually, Dante Martin in the ladder match is pretty good. Damn, that's pretty good. Either one, I'm cool with. And then we have Jay White versus Trent Beretta on Rampage. Oh, so here's the thing, right? Like, and I'm going to get a lot of, you know, people getting mad at me. I've been waiting all day for this. Here's the thing. And I know this is, Conway's going to really, really hate me for this. I don't think at all that Jay White is a big fucking deal. I really don't, like... I see a lot of people melting their timelines when he when he showed up. Like, you can't casually put him on AEW TV and do this to us. Like, this is amazing. Like, I'm going to have a heart attack. I can't go to bed. Ah! Like, all, like I listen, I'm excited that you're excited. But overall, here's something I said on Twitter. And honestly, it's the truth. You watch, you go back to Rampage or whatever it was, or AEW uh, Dynamite. Dan Housen got a bigger reaction than Jay White when he went in and attacked Beretta. Like, it, it was just like... Jay White is a big deal to Japan, and he's a big deal to the hardcores that like AEW and New Japan and all that stuff. That's great. But on a main level, like, who is this guy? He's discount Kenny Omega. Like, that's what he is. And honestly, I'm sure he's just as good. But what the fuck? Like, calm the fuck down. You know what he's going to be in there for? He's going to be in there for a hot second. You're all going to get your panties in a bunch. And then you're going to realize one thing very quickly. He ain't fucking winning the, the AEW championship. And if he loses, you're going to, like, the opportunity, if he does get a chance, you're all going to fucking be so upset that he fucking got in there to lose. You're going to lose your fucking minds. It's like, just chill. Just chill. It's cool that he's there. But he's not as a big a big enough star. Like if he showed up in the WWE, everybody would be like, "Who who's that? Who's that?" So that he's in WWE, never gonna happen. I get it. But if he's in AEW right now, that's wonderful. But I mean, he's teasing that he can show up on any show because he's trying to get the Bullet Club back together. Like what? Like it's one of those. It's like just another fucking pawn in the Adam Cole Young Bucks dynamic. Which whatever. I personally don't really give a shit either. I was way more excited for Keith Lee on the show than him. Um, I just it's one of those things where it's like. I know that they, he loves this new Japan relationship, but I kind of said it in like half jokingly in the thread, but half serious. Like if I want to see all these new Japan guys, I'll watch new Japan. So I don't give a fuck when Rocky Romero. So it's just like, it's just extra noise. Like you have so many people on your roster who I'd rather see that. I only get to see an AW that you don't give me a chance to see. It's like, if I really want to see those guys, I'll go watch new Japan. That's I don't need all this fucking crossover bullshit. That's an excellent point. Because exhausting. I, and the other thing I would say very quickly to that JC is, is it's an excellent point that what you said, but the thing that makes me really nervous about this is that the I don't necessarily think that New Japan Pro Wrestling can translate over here all the time, right? Like there's 100%, cer- there's 100%. certain there's certain things that work perfectly, right? There's certain things that are wonderful. This is why I wish Conway I could just dial him in and talk to him, but I know he's busy and I'm sure he's pissed at me for not calling him about this. But there's just so much about like New Japan in general that never translates over to the United States. Just doesn't. 
So for think like, about some of the guys that have gone to WWE from right. there. Who and I, and I think the and, and my original thought was going to be like pretty much what you said, but also like use them as supplemental more than just giving them the spotlight. Like I I I look at it like you you should use the Forbidden Door if you didn't have a roster that was jacked for four brands and ten shows, like. You know, like, then you call upon the Forbidden Door of Impact or New Japan or whatever. Like, that's when, like, back in the early 90s when they just had random Mexican guys in the Royal Rumble because they didn't have enough studs. That's fine. Like, when you're when you're scarce, then you go out and you grab those type of things and you do, like, big deals. Yeah, or deals. for, like, something special, like, every now and then. But it's, yeah. like, with them, it's, like, every week I'm fucking seeing this shit. It's not special anymore. Exactly. If I go to the, is the Forbidden Door just a shitty lock? Like, what the fuck? Like, is it just there is open? no lock. It's wide, it's, it's wide it's open. It's wide open. Tony Khan invented the forbidden door. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Moron. Yeah, he's an idiot. Fucking idiot. Well, I think we should eliminate him from this conversation and just move on then to Elimination Chamber because Nestlemania, we're going to get some, I, I almost said some violence in Saudi and that's insensitive, so I'm not going to say that. Um, but we have eight matches scheduled, three women's matches, which is a big deal. Uh, but we will kick off with the newest match on the card, Nestlemania, and that is Rey Mysterio with Dominic Mysterio taking on The Miz, who it does say with Maurice. So it sounds like Maurice will also be making the trip to Saudi. Who you got? That's a tough one. I didn't even know this was this was not in the book, so hold on. They added it on Monday. Okay. Yeah, they added it on Monday. So I don't think this is, uh, let me just make sure. I, I would I would pick Rey Mysterio because he's a crowd favorite, uh, but that's just me. I would think that, uh, I, I just don't know if they're going to have Maurice out there. I don't know. Like they might have said it, but I just that's what it says. It says she was on the graphic too. So, I mean, she'll be very covered up, which is a shame. But uh, yeah, it's. I am also going to go with Rey Mysterio as well. WrestleMania. Uh, the second newest match to the card comes from the SmackDown Women's Division. Holla, holla, holla! We got ourselves a tag team match, and that is Rowdy Ronda Rousey teaming with Naomi, who has they had a lot of awkward hugs afterwards because Ronda's just not good at hugging. Taking on Charlotte Flair and Sonya Deville. I mean, this is probably the easiest match to pick. It's going to be Rousey and Naomi because Rousey is going to break Sonya's other arm. But uh, I still think this is a pretty cool match to have open. Yeah, I mean, I, it was funny that I was thinking to myself, Ronda's just going to wait till WrestleMania. So I was shocked when I saw she was going to Saudi, which is a big, big deal. Um, and we can talk about women's wrestling being a bigger deal here uh, in Saudi if you'd like. But I mean, money talks, like you said, all the time. Some, you know, some people like money, and that's I'm not going to, I'm not going to hate on that. You know, I mean, like you. You gonna make money for your family? Go do it. I get it. So, it is what it is. But it is nice to see that the women actually getting, like you said, a lot of time here. Three online. matches, yeah, a lot of time. But again, it's a no-brainer. I mean, there's there's really nothing else to say here. All right, false count anywhere match between Drew McIntyre and Mad Cat Moss with Happy Corbin. McIntyre is gonna win WrestleMania, and I think they're gonna have a spot where he uses the sword as a weapon. If Give he, me what I want. If he doesn't do, I'm telling you right now. If he doesn't do something with the sword. Seriously, like he's given Matt Cap a haircut with the sword. He should. That's I what I want. He needs to. He yeah. needs to do something with the sword because honestly, it's just, it's just carrying around like an inanimate object. It doesn't make any goddamn sense. It just doesn't. I don't know. It just it bothers me. It bothers me, an awful lot. Drew McIntyre is my pick too because if he doesn't give him a haircut, I don't know what else we're gonna do. All right. Next up, we have the women's elimination chamber match where the winner gets a WWE Raw Women's Championship match at WrestleMania 38. It is Liv Morgan, Rhea Ripley, Bianca Belair, Dewdrop, Nikki A.S.H., and Alexa Bliss. I'm sticking with the Belair pick because I think we're doing Belair uh, Becky, but uh, I think it's kind of cool to see all these women get an opportunity, and I believe 
Uh, Alexa, I might have been in the chamber, but before that, Liv was the only one with chamber experience, but I do think Alexa was in the chamber at some point too. So uh, it will be an interesting match for sure, but give me Bianca. I think that like there is a there is a uh, a point to be made that maybe Rhea because she went forty four minutes that maybe she's gonna be the marathon in this one too, but because Rhea versus Becky would be awfully cool, but like you said, there's no story there. So if we're looking for WrestleMania, we're looking for the biggest and the baddest on both ends. It's got to be Bianca. All right, next up we have a tag team match for the SmackDown Tag Team Championship. The Usos, Jimmy and Jay, take on the Viking Raiders, Eric and Ivar. I'm just going to pick the Usos by default because I I don't know. <laughs> just give me the Usos. I mean, I, I, I honestly think this is the first match to get canceled. I mean, I, I look at this yeah, like... It was one of the first matches booked. So, I mean, there's here's the thing, WrestleMania. This, it starts at noon. They'll go to fucking 6.30 if they have to because it's during the day. They don't care. And over there, like, they just they don't care. They'll, this'll, they'll, they'll go all day. They ain't going to cancel shit. I mean, it's got to be Usos because the Viking Raiders have zero, zero traction at this point. Zero traction. All right. We have three matches left, and one of them is a singles match for the WWE Raw Women's Championship. Becky Lynch defends against Lita. I'm taking Becky Lynch. Oh, God. Imagine if Lita won. I would vomit. I would vomit. They're not going to waste a pick on Lita. They're not going wi- to waste this entire thing on, on that. So, yeah, Becky, duh. Uh, we have a WWE Championship match where Roman Reigns defends against Donna. Goldberg, a match two years in the making. This is the perfect spot for it. Roman, you better not make some ruin that belt, baby, because one of your biggest notches yet going on it. Give me Roman Reigns to defeat Goldberg. I also picked the Roman, but uh, I want to definitely say very quickly something that was brought to my attention by uh, somebody that I'm not a big fan of said this, um, that he was he said the most the most telling stat about Roman Reigns is not all the people he's beaten, but the fact that he got the Velcro removed from his championship. And he has the actual like belt studs. And I was just like, what a fucking tweet. What a fucking tweet. Just want to put that out there, folks. So. Maybe, maybe they have a choice. I don't know. Some people probably like the Velcro. It's probably easier to handle when you're doing shit. I don't know. Probably. Well, we, we've been on the same page quite a bit. WrestleMania. Maybe we'll be different for the Elimination Chamber match. I was going to say. Championship. Look, I, I think this is the main event. This better be the main event. And honestly, we, we are actually, we picked everything the same. So, yeah. basically. So, here's going to change. Yeah. going to change. Bobby Lashley defends against Brock Lesnar. Seth freaking Rollins. Austin Theory. Riddle and AJ Styles. It ain't going to be Theory. Ain't going to be AJ. Ain't going to be Riddle. So to me, it's Lashley, Brock, and Seth. I could easily see Brock running the table, winning that title, then challenging Roman at Mania, belt for belt, whatever. I could see Bobby retaining. But do I go with my heart in WrestleMania? Because I got myself excited. Imagine if Seth Rollins wins the chamber and Cody Rhodes challenges him for the WWE title at WrestleMania. I would orgasm. That would be fucking Amazing. And you know what? You know what, WrestleMania? You miss 100% of the shots you don't take, but you also make a lot more if you pick intelligently. So I am going fuck. Come on. Just listen. For somebody that sits here all the time and goes me into stuff, you got to live. Well, with- I'm not taking Brock. I'll tell you that. I honestly think Brock is the safest bet. I'm not taking I'm taking oh. Lashley or Seth. Yeah. <sighs> fuck it. Give me Seth Rollins. Let's yeah, go. Yeah, let's, let's go. Let's go, baby. Let's go. 
I will pick. I'll pick. Spice La- it up a little bit. I'll pick Lashley only because here's the thing. I think Seth Rollins as a babyface leading in to WrestleMania is way more interesting than if he had already won it. I think like crowning Seth Rollins winning it at WrestleMania seems like a bigger deal to me in terms of like he won Elimination Chamber. Eh, I don't really care. And I think Bobby just got it, so I feel like Bobby needs a little bit more time. That's all. That's what I feel about it. Mm. Sorry, it's not as exciting yeah. as you. I mean, Bobby was what I Bobby was what I was planning to pick, but I'm not a coward like you. But. Oh, I'm a coward. Uh, I just I, I pick smartly. I pick smartly. That's all. So there you have it. There's our WWE Chamber picks, I guess, or Elimination Chamber, depending on how you say about it. Uh, but we've talked an awful lot here, and I think it's time There's for There's a lot to talk about this week. Yeah, this stinking Cody Rhodes thing kind of blew up a show. Anyway. Oh, you're only smoking mirrors. Oh, bring it back. Bring it back. Also go to jobberknocker.com. Check out our NXT, AEW, Impact, everything covered, including the staff picks, all that shit, jobberknocker.com, tpublic.com, slash jobberknocker, by the merch, five stars, five flames, and all podcasting platforms especially the ones you're listening to right now. Also, Twitter at Jobberknocker, Facebook, Instagram, Jobberknocker. All these staff handles are in the description of the podcast. So, uh, yeah, hit us up on all of it. Tell us what you think of the Cody, what is in the future for Cody Rhodes, who you think is going to win at the Chamber, this, that, who you think Kevin Owens is facing at Mania, is Stone Cold coming back. Tweet us all this shit. We're curious about your takes as well, guys. All right, well, we've had a lot of fun discussing a lot of topics here on the Jobberknocker. We'll be back next week with more Jobberknockery. Androgynous. <laughs> <laughs>